Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. Five, four, three, two, one. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. A confirmed attack is taking place against the United States. Aliens from an unknown location have been reported in multiple states. We are controlling transmission. There is another world that awaits, far beyond what we can see and feel. A place that's anything but ordinary. What you believe might not be. Step into the zone of the best unknown. UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracies and cover-ups. And to the paranormal we go. Good evening from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between the paranormal and the abnormal. And yet again, we are going to head in that direction this evening. Is it possible that extraterrestrials have sought out man as their ambassadors on Earth to share their messages with the human race? Perhaps you've uh, heard of the phrase, take me to your leader. Well, it comes from a science fiction cartoon where an extraterrestrial or alien who has just landed on Earth in a spacecraft says exactly that to the first human that they meet. Have extraterrestrials sought out ambassadors throughout uh, time? We know of several of them uh, who have made themselves public over the years. One of those, Claude Vorhelon, better known as Rael, who has said he has had such contact, and uh, this is risen to uh, popularity once again because Netflix has just released, as of last week, Rael the Alien Prophet, which is a docuseries that traces how a UFO-inspired religion spiraled into a controversial cult. That's the the description for the uh, the docuseries on Netflix. And I I had to start looking into it at that point. I found uh, Rael.org, the uh, International Raelian Movement, And I got a hold of uh, Rabbi uh, Malal, who is the chief rabbi for the Raelian movement, was born in Morocco from a a traditional Jewish family with a religious scholarship background. But he wasn't satisfied with the explanations given for the Elohim, who is this race of extraterrestrials that Rael claims to have been in communication with. Now, the Elohim are cited in the Hebrew Bible and other Hebrew scripts. 
But again, he wasn't satisfied with how it was being explained. And then he came across the book, Intelligent Design, Message from the Designers. And after reading it, decided to join the Raelian movement and help Rael in his mission by giving conferences to share the messages of the Elohim. Then was appointed a spokesperson and has established the Raelian movement to uh, spread the Elohim's messages amongst the Jewish people who are direct descendants of the Elohim. So we welcome here to the program, Rabbi Malal, good to have you here. Well, thank you, Jeremy. It's a pleasure to uh, to be on and your podcasts and your radio tonight. I appreciate you being here as well. So tell us why this particular book, written by Rael himself, had such an impact on you all those years ago. Well, as you mentioned, I am born from a traditional Jewish family, religious, and uh, I always had questions but never got the right answers. And I always, you know, I grew up as a Jew and got married as a Jew and I have my child circumcised and celebrate all all uh, Jewish festivities and Passover and Yom Kippur and all the celebrations as a Jew because according to our tradition and the way I was brought up with. And one day I came across with a book that, uh, you know, it was called at that time, uh, the book which tells the truth, and now we call it Intelligent Design. And that book, you know, when I read it, it uh, answered all the questions I had since my childhood. And, um, you know, it was very easy for me to understand that those who are we, we Jewish people are praying, the Elohim, believing they are God, there, there is a single God, like Yahweh and Elohim is a single God, and Adonai is a single God, and El Shaddai is a single God, and Elion is a single God, which is the same person, according to the Jewish tradition, that comes to uh, an end uh, to my head after I read this book. And, uh, you know, I at the beginning, I wasn't uh, so sure about it, this revelation, and I took, uh, at that time, I wasn't speaking Hebrew uh, because even if I was a Hebrew scholar and had all the prayers and knew all the prayers and know how to pray, um, I didn't have any, we didn't learn how to translate. So we were just like Latin, uh, saying prayers without knowing what we were saying, what we were talking about. And uh, then when I come across with the book Intelligent Design, it was so interesting uh, that I took a dictionary, Hebrew and French. I took uh, the Tanakh, which is the original Hebrew Bible, and I tried to, uh, with the with the dictionary, I tried to translate word by word all the messages the Elohim have given to Rael on December 13, 1973. And uh, I found those uh, citations in the original Hebrew Bible del Tanakh, which confirm without any doubt, without slight doubt, uh, that the Elohim are an extraterrestrial civilization who created us to the image over 25,000 years ago. They came to planet Earth. They start creating all lives on Earth. Then after a few years, they created us to their image and likeness as described 
in the original Hebrew Bible in Bereshit, which is Genesis. All right. So how did you go from not being so sure about what you were reading to, to being dead sure that this was the truth? Well, at the, across? at the beginning, at the beginning, Jeremy, I was just looking at the title of the book. And for a Jew, a book, what was called um, the, the, the truth or the, the it was uh, the truth uh, about the messages and uh, the truth about our origins. That book, I mean, I, at the beginning, I didn't want to read it. But when I read it, I understood immediately that it answered all my questions. And then when I when I discover by translating the original Hebrew Bible, the same citations mentioned in the messages I received from this Elohim, uh, I had no doubt, and I start lecturing worldwide. Would you say that it changed your life? Of course. It enlightened my life. Because for me, to understand as a Jew that we were praying a single God, and to understand that these people are the ones who created us, and they are the ones that lead the Jewish people out of Egypt, and they are the ones that made all the story of Judaism, of the Hebrew, at the time of the Hebrews. Uh, it was for me a revelation, and not only that, that book has changed my life, because it revealed to me the, the truth about our origins, and it was like amazing uh, uh, feeling to know as a Jew that we, uh, according to the to the original Hebrew Bible and according to the messages we receive, the Jews are the direct offspring of these sons of Elohim and women of the earth. So when you started reading this book, what were the questions that you still had about the Elohim at that point? Well, I wanted to confirm with the original Hebrew Bible, the Elohim were an extraterrestrial civilization, that they were not one single God, but many, because Elohim is a plural of the word Eloha, which is a singular of Elohim. Then I, I, I always had questions about these plurals, where, who, if, how come so many plurals and just one single God? So that didn't go, get into my mind until I read these messages, and that was a revelation for me. Besides that, I, I decided to help Rael since the last 36 years. And uh, I mean, it was, it's, it's amazing to discover that message for everyone who wants to read it. And the intelligent design can be downloaded for free on our website, rael.org. And the Jewish people are the, the direct descendants of the Elohim? According to the message Rael received from the Elohim, and it's well described in the original Hebrew Bible, the sons of Elohim met women of the earth, and they had children with them. And many times, some of the, of the many times, some women who were sterile, uh, sterile they, uh, they met with uh, men of the Elohim, as is described in the Bible, and they had children with them. And these are some of the prophets. Are the Elohim still mistaken as gods instead of an extraterrestrial civilization? For Jewish people, yes, absolutely. And as a single god, which is not 
total, which is totally uh, incorrect because the original Hebrew Bible, uh, it's, it's, it's a plural. And, you know, when I lecture, I bring so many citations mentioning that, you know, that prove without any, the slight doubt that the Elohim are many and they are an extraterrestrial civilization. Uh, they are many. So do we know how many make up the race? No, uh, I mean, uh, many. It means a uh, population, uh, not one or two or a single God. This is what I mean. But uh, By saying you... many, it's, it's a plural. There, yeah. there are civilizations living on another planet. But do we have uh, an idea of how big they are? I have no idea. So we don't know how many of them exist? No. Listen, we are 8, mil- eight billion in planet Earth. So I don't know. They have two planets. One one where all the Elohim live, yeah. and another planet which is called the Garden of Eden that they have created to compensate some people that have been uh, have done very good to humanity and care about other human beings okay, that so we, they recreated we, after that to live among them uh, uh, eternally. And as far as how they came to be, do we know how the Elohim were born? Who gave life to them? Well, we are a chain of life, uh, of creation of life through universe, and the universe is infinite. So life has always existed and will always exist. And we have been created by the Elohim. They have been created by other extraterrestrials who have been created by others. And one day we will be able to create life and put it on another planet, and this will be a chain of creation of life through universe. So the Elohim are one of many different species of ETs. Absolutely, absolutely. Talking with uh, Rabbi Malol, Raelian Chief Rabbi for the International Raelian Movement, R-A-E-L dot org, and we'll continue our conversation with him right after this. I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between the paranormal and abnormal. Talking about Rael and the international Raelian movement. Let's get to the messages and set the stage for us, Chief uh, Rabbi Malol, about who Rael was and is, but who he was before uh, coming in contact with the Elohim, what was his life like before that first message in the early 70s? Well, Rael was uh, married, he had two children, and he was living in the center of France. He was, a, he was passionate by car, car racing, and he had a magazine that, you know, he was the editor of a magazine uh, about a sport, a sport cut magazine. And then one day, um, all of a sudden, he was driving to his office and he felt the urge to go to uh, close to Clermont-Ferrand, to old volcanoes in the center of France, which are one of them is called the Puy de la Sola. Uh, and then he was there and he was, was called because he used to go there with, for picnic with his family during summertime, but on December 13th. 
And when he was there, he said, well, <laughs> what I'm doing here, it's cold and I have work to do. And he was going to leave when all of a sudden he saw something shining in the skies. He thought at the beginning it was an helicopter. Then two, they were two beams, one up the, the craft and one below. That were, it, was it was coming down very slowly. No noise, nothing. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden he realized that it was a spaceship and he didn't move because he said, well, maybe they think I, go I am a tree or something and they're going to leave because he started getting afraid. Then a ladder opened. He saw two legs coming down and a small body like the size of a child. But the person was with, with a, lo a lot of harmony very peaceful, no weapon, nothing. And he walked directly through him. And uh, Claude Vorillon at that time, what was his name, feel very confident and very secure that nothing will happen to him. Then he asked a question to the extraterrestrial and asked him, do you speak French? Because at that time, Claude Vorillon was only <laughs> right. speaking French. Then uh, the extraterrestrial replied, yes, I speak all languages of the world. Then Claude Vorillon uh, asked him again, do you come here often? And the extraterrestrial replied, yes, we come here many times. And today I come to meet with you. Your name is Claude Vorillon. You're married. You have two children. Uh, you're running a sport car magazine. And we have telepathically induced you to come here today. Like we telepathically induced you uh, about three weeks ago to buy a Bible from La Pleiade, which is the only one, the word Elohim was not mistranslated by God, as God. So he invited him into his, into his craft, and he told him that over 25,000 years ago, they came to our planet, and they created all life on Earth with genetic manipulations of DNA. After that, they are the ones that send all prophets among all religions. The most important ones were Moses, Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, and many others. And uh, today we arrived to, after the Hiroshima bomb, they, you know, they, they want us to understand that nuclear power can destroy us or make us grow and develop. And they decided to contact the last messenger to whom they give the, the, the name of Ra'el, which is the root of the word Israel. And we'll re uh, return with uh, Chief uh, Rabbi Malol of the International Raelian Movement, RAEL.org, talking about Ra'el and the uh, movement. The alien prophet meeting with a race of the Elohim. More to come. I'm Jeremy Scott into the paranormal. This is Paranormal News. 
A 5,000-pound dead satellite is crashing back to Earth uncontrolled any day now. The European Space Agency's remote sensing two satellite hasn't been in use in more than 10 years. It was their most sophisticated Earth observation spacecraft ever developed and launched. It did so in 1995, collecting data on Earth's land, oceans, and polar caps. Officials say the chances are good that the satellite will re-enter over the ocean and break apart with most of the fragments burning up in the atmosphere. But they're still unsure exactly where. The risk of being injured by space junk is said to be less than 1 in 100 billion. George Henry, Paranormal News. It's one of the most obscure and interesting spiritual movements of our time. The Raelian movement has more than 100,000 followers. In 1973, yes. you were contacted by extraterrestrials, the Elohim. the Elohim, and they informed you they had created life on Earth. Yes, scientifically in laboratory. My mission is that, to prepare their coming back, the second coming. I will call him Rael or Maitreya or my prophet. He met with the ETs again in a south central region of France and they took him with them to their planet. I did not know that that was the day this, this day will change my life. What's really the truth? Into the paranormal, separating fact from fiction. Here's Rael, before he was Rael, driving to work. Sports car magazine editor, owner, and gets summoned to a volcano in southern France. Uh, Gets taken off course while on his way to work. And here comes a craft and uh, beings who come in peace. And here Rael is invited onto the craft. And uh, then the information really starts to to flow. We've learned that he was contacted as the last messenger and that uh, the name comes from Israel. And uh, that's about where we ended with uh, Chief Rabbi Malol from the International Raelian Movement. Uh, So please continue that thought. Yes, Jeremy. As I was mentioning, the Elohim revealed to Rael They came to Earth over 25,000 years ago, and they created all life on Earth with genetic manipulations of DNA. Through the ages, they they are the ones that have sent all prophets among the most important ones, Moses, Jesus, Buddha, and Muhammad, with other prophets as well. And uh, when we reach uh, after 1945, when the atomic bomb exploded on on Hiroshima on August 6, 1945. Uh, the Elohim decided that, you know, we they need to conceive and send the last messenger to reveal humanity, to stop killing each other and understand that we have all been created equal, that there is no God, and we have been created by an extraterrestrial civilization. And that time... It was a time that they call the time of revelation, which means apocalypsis, which means revelation and not destruction. So they gave him the name of Rael and they asked him two aims. The first one was to spread this message worldwide. 
that people could understand we have been created by an extraterrestrial civilization, that we should care for each other and love each other in peace and harmony and stop killing each other like idiots. And the second one is to build them an embassy, which is a third temple the Jewish people are waiting for, and to welcome them among, you know, our, our, uh, among their children who are our, uh, our, our civilization. And especially they want this uh, third temple or this embassy uh, to be built close to Jerusalem, which is the first place where the first man was created. And so this is the, the goal that Rael help in this effort to build the embassy. And at that point, uh, the Elohim would return? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the Elohim will return until we will welcome them. This is why the, 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 this land must be given. The country that will accept to give this piece of land, with, uh, it, it has to be with extraterritoriality, like any other embassy, that no policeman, no other, no army, no governments can go into this embassy without their authorization. So almost uh, on sovereign soil. Absolutely, like all the embassies worldwide. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the the Russian embassy in 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 Washington, the the government or the army or the police cannot go in because that's part of the territory of the Russia. The embassy is part of the territory of the country that uh, have this embassy and the Elohim wants to have the same uh, authorization, the same privilege like any other embassy, which means an extraterritoriality status. You mentioned a nuclear power before, so along those lines, we've heard the stories of UFOs uh, appearing over nuclear weapons silos and rendering them not ready for fire, taking them offline, disabling them. Uh, have the Elohim interfered in nuclear weapons that you know of? I believe, you know, I, as you mentioned, I have also heard that uh, they, 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 some missiles or some bombs were... Uh, ready to be launched. Everything was perfect. Nothing works. So, you know, I hope they, they're looking after us and they're looking at us not to destroy ourselves because we are their children. And if we are the, the a chain of creation of life, we cannot to destroy ourselves. But unfortunately, we're living in a crazy world with many stupid people just making bombs every hour making hundreds of bombs to kill others and then they send them food to make these children uh, not to starve the children they send them food and on the other way they make bombs to kill the same children so there is something very very crazy that's happening at this moment either in in israel with the palestinian people either in russia with the with the with Ukraine and all that, you know, in Africa, everywhere. People are just uh, living for greed, to kill, to make money, and that's all. They don't care about each other. 
okay, what happens after he's on the craft and they tell him, you know, they've contacted and chosen him to be the last messenger and where the name Rael came uh, from? What took place after that? Well, after that, they asked him to not to tell anyone and uh, to meet with them on the same spot for six days. And they uh, wrote to him, they give him a book to write. They dictate him a book that is called Intelligent Design, which is in the Intelligent Design, there are three books. At the beginning, when they give him the first book, it was just the book which tells the truth. Then two years after, on uh, October 7, 1975, they met again with him. He felt the urge to go uh, on, uh, on, on a land at night, not far from his place where he was living. And they took him to their planet for 24 hours. Then he met with other prophets and then they gave him a, a revelation because the first time they met him, it was just to prove he was doing his job and, and to take them to take him to the planet, it was like a, a compensation because he had done great with the first message he received, uh, promoting the name of Elohim, claiming the name of Elohim, proclaiming the name of Elohim, and giving this message. And many people decided to follow Rael as they understood that the truth of our origin was not coming from a god or from a monkey, but was coming from an extraterrestrial civilization with a more advanced civilization uh, than us, 25,000 years ahead of us. So he has an initial meeting. He's basically told what his what his job is. Uh, he is met again with these Elohim in 1975, goes to their planet for 24 hours, and is given the revelation, which becomes the book. Right. They give him a second book, which which is called, which it was called, the extraterrestrial took me to their planet. And where was this planet? Did he say? Well, no, he didn't know. I mean, uh, if he, when he entered, I mean, it was mostly when he entered the the craft, he sit and he t- and, and Ryan mentioned in couple of seconds in the the time to think about it, he was already on uh, on the master uh, vessel. Master ship, Mother and ship, then yeah. from that master ship, they took him to the to their uh, their planet. Okay. Did he though describe anything about what it was like there? Well, it was uh, like a paradise. I mean, uh, he said there were some uh, some squirrels there on the trees with the with the heads like uh, little. Uh, um, like little uh, 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 animals, you know, and it was it was very nice. Everything was harmonious. Everything was nice. Flowers were singing and things like that. So you know, if we we cannot even understand how these extraterrestrials were twenty five thousand years ahead of us, we cannot even imagine their technology. They have a technology that, you know, all the artists have contributed to create life because how do they create life and how they create all the flowers, all the trees, all the smells and colors from the flowers, all the birds, their song, and all the animals. 
It does, you know, they have the technology that their artists paint them or uh, I don't know, maybe with, probably with computers, they create these plants or animals or, or trees or uh, flowers. They give them a smell and all that. And the, they have probably some machines that they, they took this and they created like life, like flowers or animals. They made them alive. So how is it that he came to have a following? How did that start? When, when was that and how has it grown over the years? How has it grown over the years? You know, Rael at the beginning was invited uh, in France to a French television. And then, you know, he, he didn't believe someone will, will understand or will follow him. And uh, a couple of days after, the mailman was coming to his place with uh, big bags full of letters that people that was telling him, you know, I finally understood that we have been created by an extraterrestrial because this is what I always believed. And uh, we would like to help you. And all of a sudden, there were hundreds of people behind him. It is much larger today. Is that true? Oh, much, much larger today. We're over uh, 100,000 in all continents. The book are translated in many languages worldwide. Uh, I mean, we our movement is worldwide in 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 all countries and uh what are its primary functions these days rail yeah the in the organization in the organization rail is uh, what we call the guide of guides he's the one that uh, give us the the elohim messages when he get them and he's the one that give us the instructions to to follow and we're doing well because you know as he mentioned to us, the, the embassy will be built between 2025 and 2035, which that's very close. And we just celebrate the 58th anniversary of the first encounter. We were in Okinawa uh, on December 13, uh, 23, and we celebrated the 58th anniversary, which was our great convention there. Uh, how can folks find out more about the organization? Well, if you go on rail.org, all the information is there. First of all, people can download the book Intelligent Design in any language for free. For free. All right. R-A-E-L.org. That's right. And uh, this is the book uh, that you were telling us about earlier that, that personally changed your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it enlightened my life and it will change the life of everyone that will read it because a revelation like that, you know, it's something that is, it's, enli- it's enlightening our lives and we can finally understand and stop believing because beliefs, you know, religions I've made that believe, but they were the cause of all uh, wars, of all uh, racism. Got it. We've got to take a break. Our final segment coming up with the rabbi. I'm Jeremy Scott. Into the paranormal. Take me to your leader. I'm Jeremy Scott. 
somewhere between the paranormal and abnormal. Wrapping up our conversation with uh, Chief Rabbi Malal from the International Alien Movement, R-A-E-L dot org. The name of the book, by the way, that we mentioned earlier for folks wondering. You can download it at R-A-E-L dot org. Intelligent design message from the designers. One thing we haven't talked about uh, yet was uh, Rael's interest in cloning. Yeah, definitely, uh, because uh, the Elohim have reached a certain uh, technology uh, on the way to, re- to, to reach eternal life. And how they do it is, uh, you know, in their planet, they live between 700 and 1,000 years. And after that time, the bodies start getting old. So what they do is that they take one cell from that being, they can create a new being with, it looks like 18 to 20 years old. And this being, it's like empty. It's like an, a new computer that you replace uh, for, for by your old one. You have an old computer and you replace it by a new one. But on top of that, that to create a new body that it's uh, like uh, without any information, they have the technology now to download all the memory, all the souvenirs, all the life this person had before destroying his old body. And they put that into the new body. The same like today, we buy a new computer and we download all the memory that we had in our old computer. And they can do that with, uh, with other people as well that they recreate or after, uh, you know, they, they, uh, this is the way they create life through cloning. And, and this have- is the only way to reach eternal life. And so uh, Rael created the first cloned baby? Well, it's not Rael. Rael didn't clone anyone. It's uh, Dr. Bridget Boisselier, who is Raelian. She ha- she have her own company, and she decided to clone a baby. Based on, on his teachings? Not necessarily based on his teaching. Based on her teaching, because she's a scientist. She's, uh, on, she had some uh, masters in uh, chemistry and all that. And Rael had nothing to do with that. When Bridget came to Rael and uh, told him, well, I would like to, to clone a baby because I, that it's possible to clone babies. And Rael told her, okay, go ahead, because that's a way to reach eternal life through cloning. Now, governments, of course, are against that because if a person, a man or a woman, can create life, can create another human being, the mystery of God will be over. And this will be a big revolution for all religions that are not ready to accept that at all. Because if one person can create another one, another human being alive, there is no more room for God. Right. So when so you hear- who, cre- who created God? God created us or we created God because of lack of, of knowledge, lack of uh, uh, with our ignorance, we, everything that was coming from the skies. We thought it was divine, and it was a god. So when you hear things online that say that Rael was just a uh, you know a dangerous cult leader, and he was a sex maniac, and he encouraged people <laughs> to take part in, in orgies, what do you say about that? Well, what I say about that, you know, I am Jewish, as you know, 
And uh, at the time of the Inquisition, at the time of Isabel the Catholic, they were also blaming the Jews for taking children and, and taking their blood, killing children and having their blood to make the prayer of Friday night for the Shabbat. And at uh, the time of the Nazis, they were also stating that the Jewish people were hiding women and women were disappearing in the, cho- in the shops where the Jew- held by the Jews. So all this, when you want to discriminate someone, when you want to hurt someone, you attack with children. And that's all coming from the Catholic Church that knows for sure with all the, 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 the scripts they took since uh, the destruction of the Second Temple by the Romans, that they took all the artifacts to Rome, they know exactly Rael is the one that will come and destroy all the, all the, church, the, the church and the Vatican and the Catholic religion, all right, and Rabbi. probably other religions will follow as well. That is uh, sadly all the time we have. R-A-E-L dot org. We appreciate you so much. That is, Thank uh, you, Jeremy. Raelian Chief Rabbi Malol, and we'll have more of our conversation right here. Stick with us. Miss a show? Into the Paranormal is free on all the top podcast apps. There's a parallel universe that separates us from all we perceive. Astral travel through space, you never know where you'll land. We can guarantee it will be into the paranormal. What a wild story. How do we follow that up? Well, we bring you another hour. I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between the paranormal and the abnormal. You know, another person who has had contact with extraterrestrials and served as an ambassador of sorts is Dr. George King, who founded the Aetherius Society, which is based on his teachings from alien contacts. And tonight we've uh, brought back Wajid Hassan, who has, uh, well, for over 40 years, as a full member of the Aetherius Society, has encompassed the fields of metaphysics, healing, and spirituality into his daily life. He is author of uh, the book, The Struggle for World's Sanity, uh, followed the founder and chairman of the Aetherius uh, Society, Dr. King, until his passing in the late 90s and continues to uh, promote uh, his work. He's here and uh, back. Hello, Wajid. Hey, Jeremy. Good to be back on your show. I um I like I like the song intro uh let the truth be known we are not alone I like that Absolutely uh, Dr King had this uh, declaration delivered to him in in 1958 before we get there uh, tell us about his life before Well you know the, 
the thing is that people are, are, are very open-minded now these days. Um, they know that extraterrestrials exist. And uh, the question is, who are these extraterrestrials? And who is telling the truth and who's not telling the truth? So in, in regards to um, my spiritual teacher, Master Dr. George King, I, I believe that he was a genuine contactee based on uh, what you know the research that I did and based on some of the proofs that he that he made but quickly um, he was an Englishman born in born in humble settings in England and then at a younger age the World War two broke out and uh, he was a conscientious objector but he wasn't a coward and he, he joined the London fire Brigade during the Nazi blitz over England and uh, did a lot of heroic, brave things, uh, saving lives. After the war, he um, he he was self-employed as a um, London cabbie. But the thing, this is the thing that sets him apart from many many people that I've known. But he got into uh, yoga in a very uh, disciplined way, where he was doing hatha yoga, pranayama, kundalini yoga for eight to 10 hours a day for 10 years till he reached uh, really high states of consciousness. It was then that he was uh, contacted uh, one day in his apartment in Maidaville, which is a suburb of London, and this voice rang out that said, prepare yourself, you are to become the voice of interplanetary parliament. And, you know, he had no clue what interplanetary parliament was. He didn't know anything about UFOs and whatever, so... He, he he asked around and nobody could give him an answer. So after a week, he closed his, you know, locked his apartment and went into deep meditation to try to find the answer uh, to this message. Prepare yourself, you are to become the voice of interplanetary parliament. And a, a yogi master who was alive in India physically walked through his door, manifested uh, in front of Dr. George King, sat down. He said that the chair creaked, and told him uh, why he was he was contacted. And ba- basically, mankind is on on the verge of its own destruction for the third time in its history on this planet. And he was chosen as a messenger for these extraterrestrials. We refer to them as cosmic masters, and. Uh, he he went into a um, he, he was he was contacted again by another uh, uh, yogi at that time by the name of uh, uh, Sri Nandi who taught taught him some extra um, yogic exercises so he could actually become get into telepathic contact in high state consciousness with the beings that uh, that reside on the higher. Uh, vibrational planes of the planets in this solar system and so the first recording uh, he, he he telepathically uh, channeled this information in as uh, because it went through his mind and brain as an Englishman it came out in English and over 600 recordings physical recordings were made uh, of the messages that were coming through from these extraterrestrials so were these always physical manis- manifestations like what happened in his first instance? Uh, these uh, were mental transmissions. They, they, they called him mental channel number one. And uh, so they telepathically 
sent beams of uh, of energy to him from millions of miles away he would he would then translate these uh, telepathic impulses that he would see in front of his third eye and then it, they would automatically be translated into english and and recording on on recordings which which to me is just amazing you know coming from a technical background this is this is something beyond science fiction i think it's i i've never i've never heard of anybody that could uh, that could do what he did uh, based on this uh, trans condition that he took and you know the earlier messages that came it was very interesting that he was contacted in 1954 which was where the um you know this this nuclear race started again the cold war and um you know the the cosmic beings the ets were warning mankind that, to stop these atomic uh, testings atom and hydrogen bombs and it's very interesting to note scientists today are saying we can't they don't understand why we were not all dead because the radioactive fallout yeah. should have killed all of us so i believe uh based on these transmissions that these cosmic beings you know high technology but also very caring individuals i think uh absorbed a lot of this radioactive fallout and saved us not only saved us but saved the planet because just about an hour ago almost maybe exactly uh that conversation came up here on the same airwaves when i asked uh-huh. another guest uh, uh about uh, whether or not uh, these beings had any sort of handling in uh, mucking with our nuclear weapons. Well, um, you know, there was uh, there was some uh, scientists, uh, actually some uh, retired generals that were on CNN a few years ago, and they talked about seeing UFOs over silos and uh, ne- neutralizing the nuclear warheads. And these are from, you know, these are not you yeah, know, probably, housewives. Uh, Dr. Jacobs and um, Mr. S- uh, Salas and uh, Schindel and, and the others, probably, I, I yeah. imagine. And, you know, to me, uh, one one aspect of proof that Dr. King was in contact with these uh, beings was, uh, I, I believe, in ni- early 1960s in, in the Ural Mountains, there was an underground uh, Russian uh, nuclear facility that exploded and radioactivity was leaked he was one of the first people who was informed that over 18 million people uh could have died from that fallout and the uh, cosmic ets um neutralized that um that radioactivity and you know it wasn't until 1972 where because russia is you know declared oh no there was never an atomic explosion and then in 72 Scientists defected and said, yes, there was a, an explosion and, and it scared them and they didn't know what to do. So that to me, you know, Dr. King was the first and he was also the first, he was reminded also when Chernobyl, before Chernobyl actually happened. And um, you probably know that, uh, you know, the press doesn't report, but there was UFO seen over Chernobyl uh, with pink beams of energy going into the facility and also uh, Fukushima was also, um, they saw UFOs hovering over there, absorbing a lot of the energy. So to me, these beings are not only scientifically advanced, but I think they've, they've been watching us for over 18 million years. I think they're, they're very, very spiritual and caring beings. They've been, they've been monitoring us for the 18 million years that we've been on this planet. That's a long time. Yep. 
So as far as this uh, declaration, um, Dr. King was told that uh, there will be uh, a day and age when when the next master uh, or the Messiah comes uh, to Earth. Well, you know, you know, I know, and your listeners know, uh, Jeremy, that, you know, if we're not careful, we're on the brink of World War Three. Uh, we've got an economic system which is archaic and, you know, um, just a minority of people are wealthy and the majority of people are struggling. Uh, we've got a political system that's just, you know, left fighting the right. And, you know, nobody's cooperating. Religions are against each other. There's people dying over race, racial conflicts. And so it's it's got to the point where we've lost in a way globally because the cosmic masses look at us globally that globally we, we've lost our ways and we need to unite and realize that we're all just one. But in regards to this declaration, um, Dr. King was uh, given, a, he was given plenty of missions by these extraterrestrials, but primarily to help mankind. And in 1958, he was given a mission called Operation Starlight, where he went to uh, 18 different mountains around the planet and which were charged by these cosmic beings as like a radionic were any of them in people... france i'm just wondering there was one in france okay there was one in france the audience would appreciate uh, one in... that there was one in uh, switzerland uh there was a number in england um there's a, a few in america and australia new zealand and uh, kilimanjaro was in africa was charged by the ascended masters but coming back to this um this mission that he was given, he was in England at that time charging a, a particular mountain, small mountain called Brown William in Cornwall, uh, England. And it was there that this declaration was given to him about the coming. And, you know, the religions of the world had talked about the coming of this great Messiah. But, you know, this, this, I'll, I'll read. The, I'll read the declaration to you, and then go over it sentence by sentence. Um, this is what he, what this being said to Doctor King. Again, you know, it was a, a, a transmission outside of himself. It said there will shortly come another among you. He will stand tall among men with a shining countenance. This one will be attired in a single garment of the type not known to you. His shoes will be soft top yet not made of the skin of animals. He will approach the earth leaders. They will ask of him his credentials. He will produce these. His magic will be greater than any upon the earth, greater than the combined militaristic might of all the armies, and they who heed not his words shall be removed from the earth. All right, and you'll give us the translation of that when we come back. Got to take a break. Wajid Hassan is my guest and I'm Jeremy Scott. Into the paranormal. Somewhere between the paranormal and abnormal, Into the Paranormal continues. I'm Jeremy Scott with Wajid Hassan. I'm Dr. George King who had this uh, communication with a group of uh, 
cosmic masters, as he's calling them, uh, and this message from a declaration that happened at a mountain in England, uh, this message of the coming of the great Messiah. Translation is what, Wajid? Well, we'll just go through this uh, sentence by sentence. The first sentence says there will shortly come another among you. Now, you know, uh, a lot of um, prophets and messiahs have come and gone on this planet, but they were shrouded in mystery. You know, people are still questioning, you know, the arrival of the star of Bethlehem, whether whether it was a star uh, or a UFO. And, you know, there's a lot of questions, but this particular master will come openly in a spacecraft uh, to a location where the whole world will know. And uh, I uh, I believe the time has been set, but uh, we're not quite sure exactly when it's going to be. So he will, he will, you know, similar to the movie, uh, the day that the earth stood still. I remember that where, uh, you know, being, uh, being landed. So, so he will land openly in the, in the spacecraft and he said he will stand tall among men with a shining countenance. So he will be humanoid um, and attired in a single garment of the type not known to you. And again, um, those uh, uh, garments are, are designed. So he will probably be about seven foot or maybe eight foot tall humanoid uh, and, uh, you know, dressed uh, from head to toe in a silver. Those silver garments, people have seen these before when some uh, some of these masters have, have landed uh, you know not openly but they've, they've seen the, these kind of beings uh, and that's that garment is actually uh, kind of uh, a protective uh, garment from the uh, from terrestrial bacteria which they put on in order to protect themselves and he said that he said he will approach the earth leaders they will ask him of him his credentials so he will say, that he is from, not from Earth, and he will produce these credentials. Now, this is this one really blows me over, because to me, this is this is going to be, you know, it was, it, you know, when Moses parted the Red Sea, this is going to be like ten thousand times more incredible. But it says his magic will be greater than any upon the earth, greater than the combined materialistic might of all the armies. So, can you imagine, Jeremy, one person? Having the kind of power that 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 would be greater than the combined uh, power of America, Russia, China, Britain, and all the other armies around the world. I mean, that to me is beyond science fiction, beyond Marvel. People go watch Marvel movies and whatever, and it, and they it, they accept it. But this is something that's beyond beyond science fiction. It's going to be amazing. And now. They said that, that they who heed not his word shall be removed from the earth. Now, he's not going to come as a as an SS Nazi or a dictator. He's not going to be murdering people. He's, he's coming as a, as a spiritual leader. So he's not going to harm anybody. But this, this, this statement that they who not, heed not his word shall be removed from the earth um, is very interesting because this planet right now, uh, we're in the age of Aquarius. Uh, the, this, this planet that we live on is not just a piece of rock. She's a living, breathing goddess, and she herself is raising her vibrations. Um, and part of that is is also part of the climate change. It's not only just uh, global warming. But he, he will tell 
the world leaders, he will tell mankind to return back to the spiritual laws, not so much the religious laws, but, you know, basic laws like thou shalt not kill, love thy neighbor, you know, just be kind to each other. All right, we got to pick up the message uh, at that point when we continue with Wajid Hassan. The Struggle for World Sanity, his book, wajidauthor.com, the website. More to come. I'm Jeremy Scott. Take me to your leader on Into the Paranormal. This is Paranormal News. A massive group of sunspots larger than Earth is facing right at Earth and threatening to bombard us with the strong solar flares. It's more than 124,000 miles across. At least one is so big that it could be seen by NASA's Perseverance rover from the surface of Mars and is also visible from Earth. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration predicts it could send the most powerful type of solar flares at us and trigger a coronal mass ejection. Sunspots are becoming more frequent as we approach solar maximum of the current solar cycle as magnetic energy is released in the atmosphere with an intense burst of electromagnetic radiation. George Henry, Paranormal News. Society was founded by an ex-taxi driver, George King, after a voice told him he was to be the earthly representative of interplanetary parliament. In 1954, Dr. King was contacted by an extraterrestrial intelligence who, sp- who spoke through him while he was in a state of trance. It took me by surprise, actually. I was in my apartment and I heard a voice Uh, The voice was outside of myself, and it said, prepare yourself, you are to become the voice of interplanetary parliament. The next master is coming. Exploring the possibilities of the subjects you've always wanted to know, and those you never knew existed until now. Into the Paranormal with Jeremy Scott. An extraterrestrial intelligence communicating with one Dr. George King while in a trance back in the uh, mid part of the 50s uh, talking with Wajid Hassan, author of The Struggle for World Sanity, also involved with the Aetherius Society as a member and the uh, teachings of the late Dr. George King. All right, so you were uh, still breaking down this uh, declaration that he's received, and I'll let you continue now that we have more time. Yeah, um, one thing that your listeners uh, may be interested in is uh, some of the transmissions that came in uh, through Dr. King was... um, that they, the cosmic beings uh, said that reincarnation, the truth of reincarnation, has to be uh, re- reintroduced uh, to, to the masses. Um, some of the major religions have hid that information. Um, I know in AD, uh, some Christian scholars have found out that in AD 440, at the meeting of the elders in Constantinople, 
they removed the, the teachings of reincarnation from Christianity deliberately and put this one life to live, as did some of the other religions. And so um, reincarnation uh, is a fact, and, and, those, and they said that those who, who hide this uh, truth will themselves be removed, and those, a, new, a new breed of man will come and openly declare um, that reincarnation exists, uh, which will, I, I believe, will uh, reduce uh, a lot of the wars. People will not will be very careful going into war, thinking that they may be murdering their cousin or mother or father from a past life. So is uh, so Doctor, is Doctor King still with us in another form? Yeah, nothing dies. Uh, he went on to higher realms. I mean, he said there's there's six levels above us and four levels below us. So. You know, we, 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 after we die, we go to those realms, learn, then come back. And uh, based on, you know, our own karma, our action and reaction, uh, we, you know, as you sow, so, so shall you reap, said the Master Jesus. So with this removed from the earth, uh, this great being uh, will do is that, like I said, the vibrations of Mother Earth are, are, are being intensified spiritually. So... Unless we align ourselves to the to the age of Aquarius and this ra- raising of uh, consciousness, uh, in 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 mercy, we want we want the people who who are you know uh, who, who who are destroying this planet, who are in, engaged in war and all this all this nonsense, this this madness. Because we're not we didn't come here to suffer. We came here to gain high states of elevation, high states of consciousness. So. Those who won't listen to this great being uh, w- will not be able to uh, reincarnate. So after death, they will actually be taken to another planet, which is outside of this, just just outside of the solar system, on the other side of the of the sun. So it can't be physically seen from the earth. Although when Dr. King mentioned this, he was laughed at in the fifties. Now, people, the scientists, based on their calculations of the gravitational pull of I believe Uranus and Neptune uh, know that there's another planet called Planet X. And so those who will not conform to this new age that's coming, the peace and enlightenment, will, will after death reincarnate on this other new planet to relive the horrors of the history of, 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 of what they've done on this planet. And, you know, again... It, you know, these these are statements that are just, you know, really, uh, you know, um, controversial. But I, I urge your listeners to uh, bypass the controversy and just use their own intuition, open mind, and do their own research and make their own decisions. Because I'm not here to convert anybody, but just state what I believe. Uh, this this master, Dr. George King, I believe, spoke. Uh, was the truth. And among these messages, and you said something like 600 of what are called cosmic transmissions, mm-hmm. Dr. King also uh, said that there would be this uh, coming age of peace enlightenment. Can we can we get that started? It's a long yeah, overdue. Exactly. I agree with you. And uh, it may probably get worse before it gets better. Um, and I think uh, he, he, he indicated that the next master may come when the, when the financial uh, uh, s- uh, system of this planet goes, in other words, the banks go, 
uh, all collapse worldwide. Uh, and so there will be an economic downturn. And I think it will be around that time that this master will land, uh, the time when, you know, the 11th hour of mankind in, its, in, in the darkness, this light will, will appear. So um, this new age uh, has been prophesied not only by Dr. King, cosmic beings, but by prophets of old, where it, it's not a case of my, it, this age will come where there will be no uh, borders, there will, there will be no, you know, um, racial discrimination or economic system or nuclear weapons. There will be a, a race of man, all, all one, and uh, living in harmony with each other uh, and living in peace and enlightenment. And this age uh, has been prophesied and, and it depends on, on, on us whether we want to be part of this new age by conforming and, and being nice to each other, serving each other, helping each other, you know, not just your family or your or your town or your country, but the whole world and uniting the whole world. And they, they mentioned that, uh, again, this is a pretty interesting. They mentioned that there was a another planet in the, in the galaxy that was going through a similar phase that England, the Earth was going through. And they listened to the messages from these beings. And they said within 50 years, the whole this whole planet changed. So if people open their minds and, it, you know, these beings are sending beams of, you know, spiritual energy and we, they're just asking us to send this power out to the world to heal the mind belt, to heal the suffering, to heal the wars and all the, you know, I got to say, uh, Jeremy, you know, I, I don't trust what, any terrestrial leader at this time, no matter who it is, religious, political, general. But I do look up to beings who are not only scientifically millions of years advanced to us, but who are very caring and spiritual. They, they care more about us than we care about each other. And, you know, and to me, it, it, I think it's a great sign of hope to me that we can look up to being, they, they regard our nuclear weapons as toothpicks. That's the kind of technology that they have. But they would never, ever, ever uh, try to uh, land openly and take over and all that. They will be contravening uh, the law of karma. So they, they're giving us the message. It's up to us to take that action and, and, you know, and, 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 and have this world the way it was, it's supposed to be. This is a beautiful classroom that we live on. You know, it's a beautiful planet. Everything is available. But because of the, uh, um, you know, a minority of people who just wants to keep the masses under control uh, is, is causing nothing but suffering, uh, agony and anxiety all over the planet. So it's up to us as they, they're not coming to leaders of the world, uh, religious leaders of the world. They're coming to the common man like you, me and everybody else is listening and asking us to raise our vibrations um, that the next revolution, they said, is a mental, peaceful re resolution where we send out thoughts of peace and love instead of this violence and hatred that's just uh, spewing this planet right now. You know, it brings me back to the beginning when I said, you know, take me to your leader, that uh, phrase that came from a, a cartoon where this uh, alien lands on the Earth in a spacecraft and uh, says to the first human that they meet, take me to your leader. Well, Dr. King, uh, didn't he say that there, there would be a, a cosmic being who would land in a spacecraft and then announce who they are to the world? 
Exactly. And, um, you know, uh, he won't be, there won't be any particular leader. He will speak, he'll be speaking to the leaders of, of all the nations and to all the people of, of the planet. So he will, he will be heard and uh, there won't be anything. And, you know, I think in one lecture he said, he likes, uh, some of the powers he may demonstrate, he could possibly move like the Statue of Liberty from uh, New York to Los Angeles with his mind. You know, that kind of that kind of power. So those will be very, very interesting times. And uh, we, we will be there because we'll be reincarnating on and off this planet. And we will see uh, demonstrations again. I guess, I guess people on this planet sometimes just need to have their... Uh, need a powerful, more powerful demonstration in order to realize that there are beings that are greater, far greater than any. Well, any, like a landing on the White House lawn or something like that? Something like that, or the United Nations, you know. Uh, again, it's all being planned, but it, but exactly when it's going to happen, uh, it, you know, it could be 50 years, could be 100 years, we don't know. But it will happen at the time when mankind is really looking up to they, 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 they just have no faith in the economic system, in the generals, in the uh, dogmatic religious beliefs and, and the racial beliefs. And so they will start, you know, looking up to the skies and looking for, you know. And, you know, other great beings have been around, which Dr. King said, who are also extraterrestrials, uh, people like like Jesus and Krishna and Buddha, Patanjali, Lao Tse, he said these were beings from higher dimensions, uh, from other planets that came. And and if you study any of their teachings, you'll notice that they're all the same. There's no difference. And in a, the Dr. King was on the BBC uh, in the 1950s. He went into a trance and bought through uh, the Master Theorius. And and the commentator asked him. He said he said, "What's your message?" He didn't say follow Dr. King or follow us. He said, if you're going to be a, a good Christian, be a good Christian, or a, going to be a good Buddhist, be a good Buddhist or a good Hindu. In other words, go back to the spiritual laws, not the, not the religious dogma, but just be decent human beings and care for each other. You know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. That We just, you know, we, we, send, we send billions of dollars of arms uh, to, to different countries, in the hope that you know they could they will destroy the enemy but in the end there's there's never been any peace uh, based on war the only the only lasting peace will be based on spiritual unity so we've got something a long we ways don't we don't get before the second coming so to speak i don't think so i think there's an awakening I, first of all people you know um the governments of the world of course know about ets and they know that they're friendly um but now they're putting this other thing, oh, they could come and destroy us, or oh, they could, national security and all this. And the cosmic beings warned us in the 50s that this would happen. So people are not stupid anymore. They're, they're like, you know, they're, they're like, well, of course we're not alone. You know, there are other beings. And so, you know, I think there's a, there's a great awakening. And again, it's a part of the rising of the vibrations of Mother Earth. And the and the planet three configuration of the age of Aquarius, which is which is kind of seeping through man mankind right now to realize that we are our brother's keeper, whether we like it or not. And so this global uh, unification, the spiritual unification, is required right now. Uh, it's definitely.
desperately required right now. You know, I mean, if people send out, if if if, if like a thousand or twenty thousand people, hey, gotta hold that thought because it's break time. We'll continue though with Wajid Hassan, my guest tonight. After this. Talking about Dr. George King, who founded the Aetherius Society, and uh, Wajid Hazan has been a follower of the Aetherius Society for uh, several decades, written a book, The uh, Struggle for World Sanity, and uh, sharing some of the uh, uh, wisdom of Dr. King with us tonight. And we only have a couple of minutes left, so Wajid, is there any uh, closing comments that you might have for the audience? Let's get those out of the way first. Yeah, I'll, I'll end up on a high note, on a positive note. You know, we're, we're spiritual beings in physical bodies, and so we can we can receive and transmit spiritual energy that these cosmic ETs are sending uh, through their through their through their own, you know, highly sophisticated uh, spacecraft. So we can actually tune in and request this energy, which will come through us. And if you know, if if mankind as a whole sent this, Dr. King said, there's only one energy crisis on the planet. That's a spiritual energy crisis. It's a tangible, real energy, you know, the, the type of energy that Jesus used to raise the dead and kill the blind. We can all do it. And if so if we cooperate with these cosmic ETs and send this power out, you know, if like 100,000 people did that tonight, there'd be no war in the Middle East or Ukraine or Russia. All that would fizzle. Uh, there was a case where Dr. King was channeling energy uh through a holy mountain and a war in the Lebanon just suddenly fizzled, you know, the next day. So these things are are, uh, are real. These can, th- things can be ha- can happen regardless of any race, color, creed, or religion. They look at us as as you know citizens of planet Earth, and that's what we are. Even though we don't know exactly when, Doctor King though did have some indicators for when the Messiah might return, right? Yeah, it will probably be, like I say, on the 11th hour where, you know, everything kind of falls apart and all all, all the all these the, the lies and the manipulation are, are being revealed, you know, because of the vibrations being changed. And, uh, you know, those in those who control the masses right now uh, will be transmuted. And then then, the, you know, mankind will have to look up and, and be guided. And this great being will come and, and guide uh, all of us into this uh, new age of peace and prosperity and enlightenment, which I think is, I think for me, is the greatest hope. If you think, if you look around what's happening today, and they've, they've promised this to us. So we just have to roll up our spiritual sleeves and, and, and you know, the, he, Dr. King said that the next religion on this planet there will only be one religion on this planet, and that will be service, you know, service to others, regardless of race, color, creed, or religion. They said that's, that's the new religion, is to serve and be great. Interested, because earlier we had a guest tell us that uh, we were created by the Elohim 25,000 years ago. Uh, what would Dr. King say about that? For instance, as as I understand he uh, said that we actually destroyed ourselves on another planet 
uh, as you mentioned, the 18 million years uh, ago. Yeah, we, is is that what yeah, happened? We, yeah, we we were actually uh, we were all like ETs. We were not from this earth. We were we were all actually highly sophisticated uh, uh, people that lived on this planet that orbited between Mars and uh, Jupiter by the name of Maldek, and uh, we actually destroyed this planet in an in an atomic explosion. And we were actually reincarnated uh, upon this earth uh, to again learn these experiences. So again, you know, it, it, it's you know, I believe a yogi master who can go, who can project deep meditation and read the akashic records, the truth. And he 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 lived on truth. He said, you know, if you want to, if you want to find truth, you have to speak the truth. So. In regards to other people's claims, I, I I can't really justify or tell them, but I do. I can, in regards to Dr. King, uh, honestly say from my heart that what he, a lot of the things he proved to me, and a lot, and so if he proved a certain certain things to me, then and he and he and he stayed uh, truthful to himself. Um, I I believe that uh, this was a genuine contactee, and again, your listeners need to research and make up their own decisions Wajid, I appreciate you coming on the program tonight yeah and if they want more information just go to ethereus.org a-e-t-h-e-r-i-u-s dot o-r-g and uh, and find out for themselves alright uh, Wajid uh, I'm Jeremy Scott we'll talk to you next time here friends somewhere between the paranormal and abnormal good night and God bless